This episode is a full year, full review episode. Meaning we'll only talk about full year in this episode. I will only talk about full year in this episode. You will listen to me talking about full year in this episode. So without any further ado, let's see how was the full year pay-per-view starting now. Oh, and by the way, this episode, since I didn't release any new episode for the past two or three days, and since it's a pay-per-view review, will be a bit longer than 15 minutes, but uh, that's okay, that's fine with me, so I hope it's fine with you. Now, for real, let's get this episode started. Welcome to 15 Minute Time Limit, the wrestling podcast. The show started with MJF versus Darby Allen. MJF promised to uh, win the match with a headlock roll-up. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Uh, of course, it was a long, hard-fought hard battle. Um, included a lot of uh, hard-hitting action and some... Illegal tactics by MJF, but that's MJF, you know, that's what you get. And uh, in the end, it did end with a headlock uh, roll-up with a, yes. Uh, But, uh, you know, if you pay close attention, you can see Darby Allen's shoulders not touching the mat at all. So uh, it shouldn't have been the end. It shouldn't have been a three count. Uh, I'm sure uh, Botchamania will uh, have a party with that uh, ending with the count. But uh, other than that, the the finishing botch, I thought it was a well laid out match. Played the strengths to both of them. Uh, They are truly the future of AEW. What a great performance by both young talent. Uh, I love the match a lot. It probably would have been my match of the night unless the real match of the night uh, happened. But kudos to them. They had a hell of a job getting the crowd excited uh, the opening match of the show. And they did just that. So uh, kudos to them. And uh, MJF, you know, he's on his way to the top. Next up, we had the Lucha Bros defending the AEW Tag Team titles against the FTR. Uh, FTR beat Lucha Bros for the AAA Tag Team Champions uh, while being masked, at least in the beginning of the match. Um, It was a good match, uh, I think on the same level as their previous one. They have good chemistry together, there's no doubt about it. Uh, But it wasn't Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks or even FTR versus Young Bucks. Um, maybe Young Bucks are good at this whole tag team wrestling stuff. I don't know. Uh, it was a good match, but nothing too, um, spectacular or memorable, in my opinion. Um, Eddie Guerrero, uh, late Eddie Guerrero homages, uh, all around throughout the match. Uh, Lucha Bros uh, retain, as I thought it will happen. 
let's let's move on. Then in a WWE Rewind match, as I like to call it, uh, the number one contender to the world title, Brian Danielson, beat Miro and uh, claimed the number one contender. Now, look, yes, he is new to the company, but he is still undefeated. And he had to go through a tournament to determine to claim to be the number one contender. So I heard some uh, online reviews and thoughts that it's not the time to give the rob to Daniel Bryan, to Brian Danielson. Uh, some people thought that maybe Miro should have won it and gotten his title shot, but I'm totally okay with it being Danielson. I mean, he's top, top of the world, top class wrestler, and uh, he can put on a good match against anyone. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm, I don't think he'll win the title necessarily. But that's okay to have him be uh, currently the number one contender to the title. Uh, great match. Ref had to stop it because Brandon Anderson went all American Dragon on Miro. Uh, I love I love the match. It was a good match. Like I said, Brandon Anderson can miss. Uh, and it will be interesting to see what happens in the title shot whenever that will happen. Next up, the wild crazy match. Uh, three on three. The Super Clique, Young Bucks and Adam Cole, baby, versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. And you know what? I was surprised by the outcome. The faces won, Jurassic Express and uh, Christian Cage. Uh, I really thought the Young Bucks and Adam Cole would win it. Uh, wow. It was a crazy match. Uh, a very spot-festy match, as uh, you'd expect from a Young Bucks match. And, uh, you know, it was false count anywhere, uh, no disqualification. I think they did a great job. They had some great spots in it. And, again, uh, a surprise uh, a surprise victory. And Jungle Boy got the pin. And that's a good thing because they should really start pushing Jungle Boy more. He's, he's great. Um... Going back to MJF versus Darby Allin and the MJF's whole uh, four pillars of AEW, uh, Jungle Boy definitely is in the talks. And uh, yes, crazy match as you'd expect, good match, uh, loved it. Not match of the night yet, okay? Not match of the night, but was a good match nonetheless. Right after that, Cody Rhodes and Pac uh, faced Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. And listen, I am on the few people's side that loves Cody Rhodes, okay? I think maybe he's not the best talker or the best wrestler, but he is great. His match against his brother Dustin was an, a classic old-timer. He can step up and deliver and over-deliver. And um, I, I don't really get the hate because he's not being pushed down our throats. Uh, he, so far, um, you know, he had a stipulation that if you lose uh, his championship match, you will never challenge for 
the AW title and he never did. So I don't really get the hate, but listen, there was no reason whatsoever for him and Pac to beat Andrade and uh, Malachi Black. No reason whatsoever. Yes, Pac was the one who uh, did the pinfall, who made the count. But there was no reason for Cody to win this match. I mean, Pac is a great wrestler. Uh, I don't mind that he got the win, he got the rub. But again, no reason for Cody to be on the winning side of this match. Uh, Especially when Andrade and uh, Malakai kind of lost some momentum by this loss. I mean, it it hurt them more than it would have hurt Cody and uh, Pac if they would lose. So I really didn't get um, the booking, the the booking of the results for this match. Other than, well, Cody, uh, you know, it's his company or not his company, but he has a managerial role, so he should win. Um, it wasn't a bad match, but it had, in my opinion, uh, a bad result. Uh, again, nothing against Cody or Puck. Story-wise, it didn't make sense for them to win. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, so a bit of a letdown on my part. The women's match was next. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Ty Conti. And let me tell you, Ty Conti has improved massively in AEW. Uh, I'm glad she got the shot at a pay-per-view to show what she's worth. And she did the best of what she was handed. She really impressed. Um, She took a beating. She did a moonsault, a beautiful moonsault. Um, I can say that from all the matches, this was the match that, in my opinion, the result was the most obvious that Britt Baker will hold her title. I still think Thunder Rosa will be the one to dethrone her. And if not Thunder Rosa, then... uh, because let's say they'll give Thunder Rosa the TBS title, so maybe Ruby Soho again in another match. Uh, so the result was never in doubt, in my opinion, but the match was good. Ty Conti has improved a lot, and in the end, the DMD is still the champ, as she should be. Finally, we got to my match of the night. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Listen, I know a lot of uh, AEW matches are spot fests. Sometimes lack psychology, sometimes great spot fests with great psychology. But at the end of the day, a, a true wrestling match, a good wrestling match, should be story centered. I uh, mentioned earlier the Cody versus Dustin match. Which, in my opinion, is a classical five-star match because it had a great story. It didn't rely on crazy spots or uh, amazing wrestling or uh, technical expertise. It had the correct story and they told it perfectly. This is what we got with Eddie and CM Punk in this match. Yes, this was a quickly built feud, uh, but their one promo was more than enough to build it, to establish the whole history. The fact that Eddie cheap-shotted Punk before even uh, the bell rang was a great touch 
to start a match. Both men bled. Uh, CM Punk trolled us with uh, Cena's five moves of doom. Everything, everything about this match was right. It was done right. And it was, I think it was the short, shortest match on the show. Because you don't really need to, again, you don't really need a heavy spot fest. And you also don't really need a match to drag for 20, 30 minutes just for the sake of it. It was 11 or 12 minutes match and it accomplished everything it needed to accomplish. It was perfect. Match of the night in my opinion. CM Punk won, which also wasn't in, in doubt. I had a few glimpses of hope that Eddie could win. Even if by cheating or, I don't know, by a count out because uh, we need to protect Punk, the new uh, member, the new up-and-comer in AEW. Uh, but uh, it's okay. Punk won. It was, again, great, great match. Storytelling, psychology, everything in it was done perfect. Bravo to Punk and Eddie for giving us such a great match, uh, match of the night again, in my opinion. Then, remember when uh, WWE used to have the uh, bathroom uh, match, so-called, the, the match, one match before the main event to cool down everyone and, uh, you know, not get people spent to the main event. Uh, unfortunately, and not rightfully or deservedly uh most of the time it was a women's match a divas match uh because back then it were it was divas and not superstars uh and so the bathroom match for this show was the 10-man tag team uh street fight between the inner circle and uh america's top team you know the match was almost 20 minutes and it was uh, 10 minutes too much. Uh, nothing against any of the guys in the match, but uh, you could see uh, Andre and uh, Junior Dos Santos. They had some moments where it was very obvious, which is fine, that they were not professional wrestlers because they're not. But uh, if you want to do a, such a long match, try and disguise their weaknesses, their soft spots. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, in the end, Inner Circle won, as they should have. And uh, Jericho did his tribute to the late Eddie Regaro with a frog splash to win the match. Again, I would cut it short and um, make sure that everyone has their weaknesses covered. Um, not not my cup of tea, but uh, it was a good uh, bathroom break, cool down match before the main event. Main event time, man. Adam Hangman Page intro was something out of this world, as was Kenny Omega's. Um... I can't say my most anticipated match because that was uh, Punk versus Eddie, which delivered in my book. This was the uh, second best match of the night, in my opinion, uh, tied with uh, MJF and Darby. Um, again, one of the problems I have with modern matches, let's say, that 
Sometimes they're long just for the sake of being long. Um, this wasn't super epically long match, but still it was the longest match on the show, which is okay because it's the main event, and most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time the main event is the longest match on the card because that's where your emphasis is. That being said, I could have gone five minutes less uh, and still make it a good and important match. Um, they they have great chemistry, Kenny Omega and Hangman. And uh, even though Hangman was uh, on vacation for a few months, he didn't really miss a beat. And uh, that's also, of course, thanks to uh, Kenny Omega, the best belt machine, the best wrestler in the world uh, to some. I, uh, you know, the match was fine. The ending, I read a lot of uh, criticism online and a lot of encouragement online. Um, I didn't mind the ref bump. I didn't mind the Don Callis bump. I didn't really fully understand the whole uh, Young Bucks nodding. I mean, yes, I did understand. They, they told the story that, uh, you know, Hangman was part of the elite. He was tag champ with Kenny Omega, and they lost to the Young Bucks. And then the Young Bucks said, you know, the elite is us and Kenny, and you just uh, came along, and now we don't need you anymore because you don't have a title. And, you know, um, it's almost a two-year arc for the story. Um, but... You know, it's it's like they had to chew it and spit it out and feed us with, look, the Young Bucks are letting uh, Hangman win the title by his own, cleanly. Um, I loved I loved the fact that uh, Hangman didn't kick out of a one-winged angel because Kenny never hit it on uh, Hangman. But instead, Hangman hit one on Kenny Omega and he kicked out, so... Officially, right now, Kenny Omega is the first person in AEW to kick out of the one-winged angel, which was done by uh, Hangman. I, now, I, I read online that also in their match against the Bucks, uh, Hangman hit a one-winged angel that was uh, that didn't win the match, but it, they never kicked out of it. They were just, uh, the pin was broken up because it's a tag match. So, no kick out, but yes, uh, break out of the pin. But it doesn't matter because Hangman Page hit his buckshot lariat and is now the new AEW World Champion. Congratulations, Hangman Adam Page, on finally, finally fulfilling destiny. You know, um, when he was chosen to be uh, in the first title match against Jericho, everyone said, why does Adam Page get this honor? Why does Adam Page get this uh, opportunity uh, to be in the ring against Chris Jericho and have a shot at the world title? Yes, two years ago, that didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, fast forward to his later... And it makes a whole lot of sense that Adam Page is the champ. So, um, uh, Dark Order came to celebrate, give him beer. 
but he threw the beer and he only wanted their friendship. A very touching moment. Uh, congratulations, Hangman. The fourth ever AW World Champion. And also a quick fun fact, uh, which was pointed out, uh, I saw it on Reddit, but I'm, I'm guessing it was pointed out on every social media outlet. Um, in the poster for All Out, or for Double or Nothing, I think it was Double or Nothing. No, it was All Out. Never mind. Their first pay-per-view. Uh, the the header of the poster, the top half of the poster, had Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page from left to right. And if you paid attention, those were the order of the AW World Champions from from left to right: Jericho, Moxley, Omega, and Hangman. Uh, great foreshadowing. Great. Long-term booking, long-term storytelling, uh, but we don't know who's next. Will it be Brian Danielson, who is the number one contender? Uh, will it be someone else? I read a tweet by Brian Cage, the machine, that he's the only one to beat Adam Page in AEW uh, this year, so he says that he deserves a shot, maybe after Brian Danielson, and he has a point. He's the only guy to beat Adam Page one-on-one uh, in AW in 2021, so why not give him a title shot? Maybe uh, Kenny Omega will get a rematch, but what will happen with Omega and the Bucks? That didn't help him. They didn't help uh, Adam Page, but they didn't stop Adam Page, and they didn't help Kenny Omega, so it'll be very interesting to see, very intriguing uh, all in all, great pay-per-view. One of the best of the year. Uh, still, I think that Double or Nothing, the previous AW pay-per-view, was was better. And you know what? Even the Saudi show uh, from WWE was a pretty fun and good show. Uh, maybe not on the level, but close enough. So uh, there you have it. Um, I really, really enjoyed the show. If you haven't watched it yet, do me a favor and go watch it now because it's it's totally worth of your time. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Yes, it was longer than 15 minutes, but that's okay because it's been a while and it's uh, one of the best pay-per-views of the year review, so it's worth the time to listen to it. Uh, don't forget to like, to share, to uh, follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And uh, if you want to let someone else hear the podcast, you know, expose him to the podcast, let him know that, that there is a podcast that he will love wrestling related, then go to linktree slash 15 minute time limit. That's linktr.ee slash 15 minute time limit. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.